0: Thank you for listening to Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is Episode 26, Act 1, A Rose by Any Other Name, recorded December 4th, 2019, in New York City.
1: Ooh, yeah, oh. I'm
2: so damn tired of waiting. Let's
3: start it started up now. Hey, hey, TA listeners! Thanks for listening, and remember to tell your peeps about teaching RSG. They can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever folks listen to podcasts. New episodes out every month. Also, remember to follow on all of the different social media platforms. If you're on Facebook but not Twitter, get on Twitter. If you're on Twitter but not Facebook, get on Facebook and Insta. Just you know, Insta's great. Uh, we want to thank you for helping us to double our plays in 2019. That is literally how we grow our community, y'all. And we're like aiming. We're aiming to keep it going. So thanks for being part of our community. And remember to pop those earbuds in. It is a new year, a new season. We say welcome. Welcome in 2020. And welcome to season How did we get here? I don't know, but I love it. We're in season four. Um, I know I sound like I'm in a good mood and actually today was kind of a good day. So that's probably why. But, um, December 2019, uh, ended real rough, uh, in my world. Um, I lost my sweet mother, um, right before Christmas and I feel lost and untethered. Um, uh, before, uh, New years though, or during that time, I, um, I was surrounded by beautiful family and friends who held me very closely and supported me in ways that I didn't know I needed. Um, And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've been trying to switch from a very angry, angry place to a more um, hopeful and joyful space. Um, This podcast had definitely felt those darker times um, and hopefully the lighter times. And while this is a particularly tough time for me, this podcast brings me joy. Um, My friends and my family bring me joy. My work bring me joy. And so I need to, um, you know, continue to find ways of feeling the love that I felt uh, very intensely and um, beautifully uh, last month into this new year. Um, So I'm going to continue to seek out ripples of hope, um, small and large, and um, continue to be um, hyper vigilant uh, about and cultivating and fostering the relationships that I have around me and being present for others and present for myself. Um, I know that a lot of people make uh, what, resolutions uh, in a new year. Mine are less resolutions and more just um, goals. So I have three that I've laid out here and there might be others or other things that fall underneath these. But my goals for 2020 is to be present. Um, And that can mean that uh, I'm present in the moment. I'm present in checking in with myself and feeling where I am because from moment to moment, it definitely changes. Uh, To create more in all different ways that that could mean, and to do what I can, and not to stress about what I can't. So that's where I'm at right now. So as I said, we are kicking off season four, and this, we're we're trying a couple new things this year. So the first thing we are doing that is real new and never been done before, not here, not here on Teaching Artistry, is uh, we are doing a full episode of Friends of the Podcast. I sat down with Erica Atkins and Katie Rainey, who are hosts of Rosé All Day Anyways. They are my friends, they are my colleagues, and this is a special crossover episode, meaning they are going to be playing exactly the same episode as I am on their platform, and hopefully we'll have some new listeners, and vice versa, check them out. So what's special about this is not just that it's a a full, a a full episode of the friends of the podcast, but also this was the last episode I recorded while my mom was still alive. And I'd come from the hospital to visit up way uptown uh, um, to have this conversation. And it was a really nice distraction Uh, in this act. We discuss our different podcasts from the inception, the little kernel of an idea, to the goals that we have for the work that we are producing. Here is episode 26, act one, a rosé by any other name.
1: Hey, winos, Katie here. Today's episode, episode 13, is a special crossover episode in collaboration with the podcast Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is part one of that episode, and in this half, we're talking all about podcasts. Part two will drop next week, and in that episode, we'll be talking all about arts education and nonprofits. So grab your rosé, and let's go.
2: Rosé,
0: all day, anyways.
4: Rosé, all day, Hello. Welcome, welcome to Rosé, All Day, Anyway. Anyways. anyways. Even though we'll probably be changing our theme song soon. By the time you use it, we should have a new theme song. We'll talk about that later. With Erica Atkins and Katie Rainey. And we got a guest today, guys. From the Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body podcast, we have Courtney J. Body. That's me. Hey, Courtney. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being
1: on and braving my beast that I keep in my house.
3: You know, I'm going to say that your beast in your house was not half as scary as the beast that I had to walk up to oh. get here. I don't do hills. Touche.
4: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Touche. After
3: stairs, it's also not great. <laughs> yeah. Also, I didn't realize how far west we are.
4: Yeah, pretty far west. Yeah. I live 10 block. Yeah, as we were walking up street on yeah. Riverside, so we're pretty. As far as West you can go.
1: Nice. As we were walking up the stairs, Courtney said, Is that Jersey? And it took me a minute to be like, Oh, you mean like the state? Yeah, that's Jersey right <coughs> yeah. there. On the other yeah, side of that the water. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, beautiful view yeah. of
3: Jersey. I really was. I walked out, like, when I like when I hit the crest. I was like, wait, is that
4: Jersey? <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> Where the hell am I? <laughs> I like to go. So I took a friend who was visiting to the park over there. And you know, they have like the little stethoscope or whatever that you can yeah, put the yeah. coin in. And I like to go over there and look at rich people's houses and just dream. That's what I do. Yeah. You're like, who's that living up on that hill over there? Like, it's damn. It's amazing.
3: I live in Brooklyn, but I'm nowhere near the, the water. I'm landlocked. Mm-hmm. Where are
4: you
1: in Brooklyn?
3: I live in a Leffers Garden.
1: We have talked on this podcast how Brooklyn is a far and distant land for us Harlemites. <laughs> it feels far
3: and yeah. distant from here. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I can imagine.
4: Yeah, I, I often,
3: whenever I'm up here, I often think, "Oh, this is really is this is Hamilton Heights." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I often I'm like, "Oh, this would be nice to live in." Mm-hmm. I have entertained. I've lived in Brooklyn for oh, you all. This is this December. Yeah. yeah, I've lived in Brooklyn for 19
1: years. Whoa, so know, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, if you live, is that right? If you lived up here no, seven,
3: I'm sorry, seventeen years. You Excuse could me.
1: do what we do during the annual arts education conference face yeah, to face and is go take a nap during the middle of the day if you need it. Why are
4: you saying that on the podcast? Uh, I don't want <laughs> I don't want that out there like that. Listen, I'm there minutes, the whole please. time participating, the whole Han. The whole time.
3: The whole time. Super, I believe you.
4: Super, super into it. You're
3: actually making a good point because that is the only time I'm ever up here <laughs> yes. is for that conference. Yeah, so It's always such a delightful place.
1: That yeah. is how we know Courtney through our very magical arts education world. Eric well, and I have yet to I very to directly
4: know Courtney as she is the one who hired me that I am now a part of the New York City arts education <laughs> theme. That's true. She is the one who purpose. She's the one who brought me into Hen-plucked. the fold. As it were. Hand, plucked. <laughs> hand plucked, hand plucked into the I know you field. more than that now, but yes. Courtney is the one who who hired me and grilled me during my interview. Um, my previous, my sister. scary interviewer. Well, it was just funny because the other person who was in, in the interview was like much. Like you could tell that they were just way more impressed, but you were like, <laughs> you were like, you know, like crossing your eyes and like, tell me more. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know if she liked me or not. We'll see. I didn't know until like the very end when you started talking to me about like my neighborhood. Like you started talking about something totally different, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe she does like me. But now that, that we're like, just chatting, yeah, 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 yeah that's I a know. good sign in yeah. the interview. I like. I'm, that's true. I um.
3: I get. I, I zone in.
4: You don't end. I do.
3: I zone in. Yeah. You were especially like, if I like you. You were
4: like, tell me what you know. And I like, have done all the research <laughs> on the website. I'm like, I know where X amount of partner schools. And like, I was like, no, I did my homework. Yeah, I'm like Hermione awesome. Granger. <laughs> well, speaking of
1: zoning in on a podcast, yes. is that how you are on your podcast? Are you zone in for the interviews? I
3: do. I do. I, I I need to be very present. I need to pick up on things so I can knit and weave and thread in the moment because I only have them for that moment. That time. Mm -hmm. And then I do the same when I'm trying to put the podcast together because I often am recording interviews well in advance.
4: Mm. Well, we're well, going gonna to talk a lot about Yeah, both we're going to talk about both podcasts. And Courtney, this is a crossover episode, if we haven't Crossover. Crossover, crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. So Courtney will be asking us questions about Rosé All Day Anyway. But before we do that, we have to do a Rosé All Day Anyways tradition in which we discuss what we're drinking. Mm. I'm super thrilled to let you guys know that. I think I need a little Erica Wine Spot. Noise now. Oh, I yeah. think if we're going
1: to update the theme song mm-hmm. now, we need to sure. do like a. I'm going to start adding effects yeah. in here. Yeah. It'll take even longer to release stuff. I was about to say,
4: so we'll release it in June, but that's why. <laughs> 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 they did an extra special. It's going to sound real good. I did just
1: add our first effect in my other podcast today. Uh-huh. I added uh, Worst Behavior by Drake into the podcast because Brian specifically requested it. Okay. And so I feel like I'm on the track to start doing things like that. So maybe great, we'll have great. a. Nice. A little thing for Rose. Great. So,
4: Erica. Erica Atkins. Atkins wine wine time. time. Okay. It's going to so be just... wine time. That's what it is. Ooh. Wine time. <laughs> so, this wine that we're drinking today, I'm super excited to say, guys, it does not have a French name. So, I can just say it. It said chill. It's chill. <laughs> chill wine. I'm looking for the year. I don't see the year, but I'm going to assume. Courtney, <laughs> what
1: we've learned by drinking copious amounts of rose on this yes. podcast is that all rose was made in
4: 2017. Oh. Or no, or at a certain point, 2000. 18. We drank all the 2000s. We drank all the, two- early in the podcast, everything was 2017. And mm-hmm. it was like a clear line where everything became 2018. And I'm seeing like an 18 toward the end of year. Okay, so we're so still I think in 2018. 2018. think well, but nothing that tells earlier. Me.
3: That tells me that a rosé takes a year to be really good.
4: Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we did start was, this
1: in two thousand eighteen, and we were oh, drinking all the. Yeah, sustenance. yeah, there yeah. Go.
3: I, I I know it's wine time, but I want to say something.
4: Yeah, faith something me <laughs> during wine time. Wine time.
3: <laughs> I spent last year, not the whole year, but I, I went on a trip to the south of France, the Provence. Ooh. And I drank more rosé than I have ever in my entire life in a week.
4: A lot of the rosé we drink come from France, yeah. allegedly. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do either one of you? Have you are you seen... I know you've watched Succession. Have you watched Succession? Oh, yeah. I Those white people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was I a the first season. That's... What you do, girl... God, what is the name of that blog? There's a blog, something black man. I feel so bad because I love it and I follow it and I can't remember the name of it right now. It's so funny. But there was an article that he had that came out that was basically along the lines of, like, what I've been saying about Succession. He's like... I fell in love with Secession, like, these white people are crazy. It's, like, basically the header of the article. And then you click on it, and it, he's, like, at first I didn't want to watch it because I was, like, "Oh, another show about rich white people. <laughs> and I'm, like, yep, that's totally how I felt. He mm-hmm. was, like, and then I started watching it, and I was, like, oh, my God, but these are, like, crazy rich white yeah. people. And yeah. I was, like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel about this show. I'm, like, these people are tripping. Well- in
1: season two, there's a meme that I think we need to officially adopt as the rosé all day anyways Ooh. meme, which what? is Greg the Egg, if you'll remember from Succession. Cousin Greg, Greg. Cousin Greg, Greg the Egg. He's When he's finally fully transformed into a Roy, he's sitting on a yacht, and he's got a champagne flute with pink liquid in it, obviously, and he goes, it's not my favorite rosé. And it's like the line that he delivers, I'm just like, that's that's Greg's... Ascension into the roy's. He is nice. now officially a roy
4: and a mm-hmm. snobby, and I want that to be our meme. He was the ninth boy, and then they they ruined him. Was he though? Was he? No, ninth boy? he wasn't. He always was kind of a little bit of a bottom feeder. Was, exactly. Yeah. Right. But you could drink this rosé with Greg mm. on a yacht. You could you drink
3: think, this rosé. Do you think that he would say it's not my favorite rosé?
4: Probably, probably. But I also <laughs> want to say that this rosé was a, a birthday gift to oh, Katie and I from sweet. my colleague Marcus. We're still going through the the birthday haul. Yeah, well, we this is with the last I purposely saved this okay. for the podcast. So. And it was Marcus's idea for us to do a Wine Time spot originally. So. Marcus wanted to know what we were drinking. He was like, you guys should say what you're drinking on the show. So shout, oh, out, yeah. to shout out to Marcus for sponsoring Jonathan. Wine Time. Courtney, mm, what would sip. you like to ask us about, talk to us about Rosé all day anyways? Well, so
3: I, uh, we at Teaching R.S.G., and who's your team? Our team, our pot, my pod squad, mm-hmm. is Ben Weber, who's the producer. Love Ben. And Christopher Totten, who is the creative... Content manager. Love quick. He writes all those beautiful blurbs and posts on the Facebook, and then okay. I take those and twist them around and make them fit into 140 or 280 characters for Twitter, mm-hmm. and I just copy and paste it for Insta. <laughs>
4: yeah, you guys do.
3: Um,
1: you have a really good, strong social media presence. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to grow it, so mm-hmm.
3: thank you for saying that. Uh, we're working. We're working on it. I'd like to. I'd like to venture into YouTube. So we have a media Ooh. arts coordinator. Brandon Hutchinson okay. and I'll he's remember. done a lot of capturing but we haven't quite gotten to this to the level of you know putting content out there mm-hmm. so I, I had an, I had a thought the other day I might have been today for all I know <laughs> where I want to put together like a commercial mm. yeah because this this episode actually is going is is the first episode of our fourth season okay. So I feel like it's time that I have some, like, do some marketing.
4: I'll do a commercial (laughs) if I can wear a ball gown. Say again? I'll do a commercial if I can wear a ball gown.
3: Done.
1: Great. We've been talking about making a rosé all day anyway, music video, for a while.
3: Uh... Please, I yep. would love to be a part of that.
4: Okay, done. I feel like a lot of yes. people, I feel like a lot of people want to come on a podcast because they know they get to drink. So people will like be like, "I want to <laughs> no, come on." That's great. Like, I, I <laughs> mean,
3: I, this is similar to how I do it. I'm usually in my pot in my uh, podcast, my podcast booth, which is my apartment. And if we are in my apartment, then yeah, and usually wine is is happening. It, well, it depends on what time of day. Sometimes I have questions about
1: your podcast. Is it okay if we tag team? Or yeah, tag do team. Do Let's do it. Let's do it. So you have you have seasons. How many seasons? You've got four seasons. When did you start?
3: We're, so the podcast launched March 2017. Mm-hmm. And we were still trying to figure out what our timing was going to be. And eventually we became... A monthly podcast. Mm-hmm. So by 2018, we sort of realized, okay, <laughs> trying to put out more than, than once a month was yeah. a little bit much for the fact that everybody I, that I just mentioned on the pod squad have other jobs.
1: Yeah, we definitely and learned that too.
3: It's also an indie <laughs> podcast. So, yeah. you know, let's make something manageable. So we mapped out a plan. And the big thing was that we just wanted to create more opportunities to partner to engage beyond my personal networks mm-hmm. and so that was de- and then by 2019 which is the, the third season the big thing was just like let's try and continue to grow our listenership mm-hmm. and we just did like we're in the middle of doing this like stats stuff stats stuff that's not that's not a term we're pulling together some statistics, and we discovered that from 2018 to 2019, our listens doubled. So we did we did close to 4,000 listens in 2018, mm-hmm. and now we're closer to 8,000.
1: Great, cool. yeah.
3: So it's really really exciting. And so right now the goal is like, okay, well, what can we set for 2020? Can we get to double that? Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: What do you think that's from? Just getting more exposure in the arts ed world? I think it's part.
3: I, yeah, I think it's, it's twofold. I think we're getting better at asking people to tell people as part of the podcast. But I think it's the partnerships. And we partnered with the New York City Arts and Education Roundtable and International Teaching Arts Conference, for example, mm-hmm. that boosted, one, the fact that it was an international conference yeah. actually meant that we were gaining more listeners globally and that's awesome uh, so that that one that particular episode had the uh, I think honestly that was it that was the thing that boosted us to start and then we just were in the middle of rolling out a a partnership with Black Art Materials. We had an episode that came out uh, in October called Queens of Empowerment about these women who are amazing and are serving the women who, the, a community of women who are living with HIV and AIDS oh, and wow. using art, visual arts as art therapy to create community as well as to build opportunities for peer education, health education, that kind of thing. And they were, that was a tremendous, I would never have met these women had it not been for Pata, who I met at the face-to-face conference. Yeah. And she was very excited about this and sort of said, you know, I, I have some people that I think you could highlight if this could work out. And so she she was the one who picked them. And uh, that's also the episode that's coming out in December. It's an urban sketch artist. And how they know him is that Black like, Art will... Uh, support them by providing and mm-hmm. donating materials and then support and pot specifically supporting events and going to showings and exhibits and that kind of thing. It's really, it's like a whole world that I just don't know because I'm not a visual artist. So that's another part of my goal is to continue to f- highlight and showcase artists of all kinds of disciplines, right? So that people Can hear their own experiences or make connections and learn about other people doing other really cool work in communities that they may or may not have experience in. So yeah, so our top cities are Brooklyn, Brooklyn. (laughs) Um, But we also have people listening in Singapore and Australia and India. Like, but it's one, it's one person, (laughs) but still, like, you know, it's it's great. Um, and and all over, it's really really amazing. And then the other thing that I'm learning is universities are actually mm-hmm. like a lot of professors are assigning it including me but also <laughs> that so I get a lot of listens from Austin Texas at the UT Austin they have an educational theater department there Gina Grandy I'm getting some Virginia now mm-hmm. and San Francisco
1: I promote yeah. you with all our taps which I still you do. Ha- we still haven't said on this podcast oh. where we work. Oh, let's talk about that. So basically, I run a training program for teachers, which uh, teaching artists, which I promote podcasts a lot. So I'm cool. always like, go check this out, Art Ed, to get integrated into the field. So mm-hmm.
3: thank you, and that that really is the goal. I, I built the podcast so that anybody, regardless of where you are in your career as a teaching artist, arts educator, or educator, that you would feel like you were part of a community. Mm-hmm. And learn about other people's yeah. stories could help you think about your own. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm curious. Um, I know that you all are, are very good friends, but what was the conceit? What was, how did you come up with this <laughs> podcast? And more specifically, how did you come up with the title?
1: Oh, man. We, well, I got, as I told you, we got all this beautiful equipment donated um, by one of my board members from where I work for my other business. And we were starting a podcast with the small press that I run mm-hmm. and I had all this equipment and we hadn't recorded anything yet. And I was just playing around with it. And Erica came over to hang out with me one day and I was like, will you record with me for a while? Because I was really geeking out about the equipment because it's beautiful. And then we ended up recording for like two, two hours talking about, I don't know, like the Backstreet Boys uh, we talked about the Insane Clown Posse. We did talk about the Insane Clown <laughs> Obviously none remember. of that made
4: it to air. <laughs> I can't remember what else we talked about. But I just remember that we talked about the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. And <laughs> the main thing I remember. <laughs> we had a blast sitting there just talking to each other for two
1: hours into a mic. And you even said, wow, I feel really powerful with this mic- microphone in front of me. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's true. And I was like, we should probably just do something. Yeah. And that's
4: pretty much how it, how did we come up with the name? I think because we both drank a lot of rosé. Yeah, and, and then it, we were just kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to call it rosé all day. Anyways, and then we were like, oh, haha. It and had something just to, became the
1: title. It had something to do with the, like our jobs and us complaining about working in nonprofit and
4: being like, well, we're going to rosé all day anyways. And also, yeah, <laughs> it, it was like it was definitely like like I know, at my job, like a lot of us drink rosé, mm. which like just feeds into the whole drinking of like rosé. Like if there's an event, if there's a celebration, we're in a WeWork building, if they have the rosé cider on tap, yeah. <laughs> we all go and f- we're like, ah, where is that? Wait, and wait, party. wait, wait,
3: back up, back
4: up. Yeah. You have a rosé something on tap? What? So WeWork has liquor on, not liquor, sorry, beer on tap. Uh Liquor on tap. I want them to have wine on tap, but apparently the new one in Brooklyn Yard had a wine garden which is why we're not going to that building. Um, But one of the things that they put in their rotation Mm. is rosé cider. But you never Ah. quite know where it's going to be. And like it's always like one person in the organization figures out where it is (laughs) and then sends out a text text message at like 5 p.m. Like, guys, they have rosé cider on tap, seventh floor. And we're all like, oh, let me go out there and get some. Yeah. And honestly, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like when we
1: initially recorded the first episode or two we kind of went into it with this like faux bougie attitude like we're making like our parody podcast or something almost like it was like a rosé all day anyways and then I don't know it just slowly turned into we were like nah we're a feminist podcast we can't keep up like Anything? Yeah,
4: well, kind ironic. of. Because the first episode was about female friendship, so I do feel like from very early on we mm-hmm. took like maybe a, yeah. yeah, we took a stance on like right. we were going to talk about things. Right. That, that was were, our first episode. That's yeah. so long ago. <laughs> when was that? A year ago. Yeah. Nice. Like we we're going to take a stance on things that were like important to us, and because we are both women and feminist, like that always started to become that that and like, you know, the white capitalist supremacy is <laughs> just like no matter what we talked about, mm-hmm. that became a part of it. Yeah. And so we just started being more intentional about um yeah. picking topics. And then generally maybe the biggest exception of that is when my parents came on. And even then it kinda did like looking at it from the angle of like how did this affect women? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked a lot about their
1: ability to, like, co-parent and make something out of, like, friction and conflict and, Mm -hmm. like, how they can cohabitate. That was a really interesting episode. Mm -hmm. I had a great time with Erica's fam in here. It was amazing. They were great. We recorded in the middle of July, which we have to turn the air conditioning off to record. Oh, yeah, I know. And so, like, we had to pause every 20 minutes Uh to turn it on because everybody was just tripping. Yeah.
3: So, so you've been, your podcast has been rolling for a year mm-hmm. and it's, it's a feminist podcast that is examining different topics around the workplace, working, career building relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. gathering.
4: Yeah. And um, like also things and, like we talked up, we did an episode on crying we did an episode on like living in New York city. And right. Like, okay. So yeah cool yeah we've had a couple of guests we had on a plus size male model is that what the official mm-hmm. term uh was? he the they, the marketing is that they are called brawn brawn a brawny right. model my friend Zach mm-hmm. um, he He's was
3: adorable was,
4: yeah, and he just, he's an incredible like, guest. He's a great person. He has guy. his own podcast. Yeah, he, he's very handsome. Oh, yeah, he's very handsome. He just had a baby. Just had a baby.
3: Just had a baby.
4: Maggie Cat was born like two weeks ago. Aww. I need to go visit them so I can go <coughs> see the baby. Can I take a
3: pause for a second? Because yeah. yep. what I realized I didn't explain fully because we went into like the world of my podcast is uh, uh, while we are also building partnerships, we're also doing this, where I reached out to you all in in the efforts of looking at having segments on our podcast called Friends of the Podcast, because you all are my friends Mm -hmm. and you have a podcast. So I love the idea of people who have Similar mediums or work in similar mediums, being able to have conversations about doing that work, but also other things that pertain to each other's specific topics so I reached out and said would you, li- would you like to do it we came up with this concept which is a new concept so that's something mm-hmm. that to me is very exciting I was telling you about the you know taping in, the, in Washington Square Park while somebody was actually making art which is the first time I've been able to do that mm-hmm. this is something that's fun for me to be able to come up to wherever I am Hamilton Heights, right? <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm in, uh, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere and we're doing a crossover. I do you know AJ Dunk? AJ Dunk is a comedian and actor, teaching artist. He's really funny and he has a podcast called I can't make this up. And it's also oh, a t- yeah. a, like a show that he does. Uh-huh. And so it's a weekly podcast, which is, that's really hard. And it's just him. He's doing all the work. So I was a guest on his podcast and he he did a segment on mine. Okay. And so he was actually my first friend of the podcast. And then um, without really doing it in the same same manner, I had kwani's Floyd as a guest on mine mm-hmm. and she's a host of um, uh, Art Accordingly, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a podcast looking at a lot of the same things around dismantling or examining the white supremacist culture that is inherent in our prevalent in our nonprofit systems, mm-hmm. which is great. She's doing great things. Yeah, so, awesome. and, and there's going to be more things like mm-hmm. that. So that's, so I just wanted to, I meant to do that before.
1: <laughs> so question to you. Yes. So we, we know why you have a teaching artistry podcast, I yeah. think, but I guess for, for Don't <laughs> well, our- no,
3: tell me why, why do you think?
1: No, I'm not gonna do that. you no, got you right. gotta tell me. Okay. well, I mean, like I we just know we know how prevalent you are in the arts ed world mm-hmm. and what a, a big voice you are. but I think probably likely our audience, isn't heavily an arts uh-huh. ed audience, yeah. even
4: though we probably have some arts ed friends. We definitely have a whole bunch of arts ed friends because okay. people come up to me at events and be like, "Loving podcast." Nice. Okay, yes.
1: but I also know that I got like a lot of friends, say in Arkansas and stuff, who are uh-huh. listening, who are like, "We don't have teaching artists or or whatever." We and we've never really talked about arts education on mm. this podcast. Okay. And so I guess my question is like, why teaching artistry mm. with Courtney J. Body? Well, what's the premise?
3: Yeah. So the the premise is to highlight and celebrate and ultimately advocate for artists doing work in communities and community engagement. I do spend almost all day every day <laughs> thinking about teaching artists. What is a teaching artist, you might ask? An artist who teaches. believes <laughs> that it's important to share their craft with a Others. And that can look a lot of different ways. They can work in schools without being a classroom teacher, but they come in and they work with young people to engage their own creativity. They could work with senior citizens. They could work in prisons. They could work in hospitals and a variety of different kinds of populations. And it's all about, yes, teaching, but also facilitating other people's creativity. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily to make professional artists, but to mm-hmm. embed that kind of way of working, way of thinking, honoring people's ideas, and giving them some skill sets to be able to express themselves.
4: My mother was actually the first teaching artist yeah. to come into my school, but I didn't realize that's what that was until right? quite recently. Mm-hmm. That, that, but uh, like literally, because she thought my school was doing a really... Crap job of celebrating African American History Month because you know I grew up around a ton of white people. And she came in and she did an African math workshop of Anansi stories with my class with the entire fifth grade. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Looking back, I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's a <laughs> teaching artist. My mom was the first teaching artist I ever saw come into my classroom. Um, Go Gina Marie. Yeah, Gina, Gina Marie. Marie. Actually,
3: uh, you've also been on the podcast. You told that story. Oh, at, I was, uh,
4: like a snippet. We had
3: Yeah, we had some some testimonials, if, as it were, yes. where people were telling, they were answering
4: questions. Yeah, Ben Weber uh, yeah. came up to me uh-huh. and handed me a list of questions and told me to say, nice thing then i try to be nice to ben Weber.
1: yeah yay <laughs> i i asked that question um, the i said artists or teaching artists or artists who teach because mm-hmm. I literally asked my ninth graders today because I was introducing my trainees into the classroom uh-huh. for the first time today and I said they're training to be a teaching artist what is a teaching artist and they're all you know 14 15 mm-hmm. year old smart asses. And they're like an artist who teaches it's <laughs> like yep yeah you're right That's exactly right
3: you right you right I was actually <laughs> in the UK a couple of weeks ago working with what they call participatory artists and I said teaching artists and someone said what is a teaching artist and so I was like I'm glad you asked I have a, a sheet full of definitions here <laughs> and this one woman who's a poet she laid much later in the in the I was leading a two-day retreat with with these artists who are going to mentor other artists in the country and she was like I, I just I, I don't know why I've never even thought of myself as a teaching artist or even thought to call myself that that is what I am in there like it was so great uh-huh. to see her sort of like like take it on um, without feeling like she had been missing out on something. You know what I mean? That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was was really great.
4: I had never heard the term teaching artist until I came to New York City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me neither. And I had been working in the field and I worked at a music school for Mm -hmm. like two years Mm -hmm. and we did not call them teaching artists. We called them teachers. We Mm -hmm. called them music teachers. Mm -hmm. But like, when I think about it, like all of the, mostly women, were like performing artists like in the field, made their money, from making music and were also teaching classes. And that never occurred to me that that's what they were. So yeah, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, oh, right, Mm -hmm. sure, sure. Yeah, that, yeah, why why weren't we saying that all along? (laughs) Yeah.
3: So one of the things that I'm, I would like to consider and I'm sure I don't know if you've heard of Work It. It's yes. a it's a conference for yeah. women who are podcasters. Or it's okay. a podcast. You told me conference about this like women. two years
1: ago. Yeah, yeah. So
3: I went to I went to it uh, when it was here in New York last year. And it it just helped me to think and shape. It just shaped some of the things. And I think I've been able to take a lot lot of those strategies that they came up with and apply them. And I'm still working towards building out some some more of the ideas. But one of the things that I thought was fascinating actually was this idea of talking to other people, and asking, well, so what's your podcast about? What's your podcast about? And it was fascinating to hear people's stories. And I mean, like, people had so many different kinds of topics and reasons and passions that mm-hmm. they were creating a podcast, and, you know, many different threads and people who were super, you know, well known and, you know, working and making lots and lots of money from it to people like me who are like, we're super Indian. I'm not making any money for it. In fact, I'm losing uh, money on it, but yeah. I, I love it and I think it's important. So that sort of made me think about is, po- or the question is, podcasting an art form unto itself? Oh. Right. And so I'm curious about not just, you know, how you came up with the concept, but. Um, and you have two podcasts, Katie. Yeah. But just what, you know, not just what the format is, but what do
1: you, what do you like? W- why?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what is, what is your point? Why do you want to do this work? What drives you to continue beyond your first year?
1: Definitely. I mean, yes, podcasting is absolutely the, an art, like the amount of time that we just sit here and like, even though when we're in the moment, sitting here talking to each other it's honestly for me at least is just because it's fun to do it with Erica Mm. and like I just get to sit across from her and we get to talk about whatever the hell we're talking about Mm -hmm. and it's really fun but the amount of stuff that we do to like figure out what we're talking about and then like the editing and cutting it and like writing the show notes and Mm -hmm. putting it on Mm -hmm. and stuff is definitely like all part of the art and also just like I think in any space where you're being vulnerable enough to put your voice and thoughts and feelings out into the air for somebody else to take and to absorb and mm-hmm. criticize or laud or do whatever mm-hmm. they're going to do is art making. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we do day to day, and it's always a risk. And so I definitely think podcasting's an art. I don't know. Do you want to add anything?
4: I think it's also, I mean, to your point about why, I think that with the invention of additional forms of media, it's been possible for traditionally marginalized people to put mm. their voices out there. Mm. No, even no matter what they're talking about. I was listening to this podcast that was recommended to me the other day. It's like two people in their twenties talking about dating and It's funny. Like I was like, sure, I could see myself having a conversation 10 years ago. It's funny. But it's also just like people listen to that though. And they go, oh yeah, that's me too. That's Mm -hmm. my experience too. And one of my favorite parts about doing the podcast is like people reaching out and saying that was Mm -hmm. a really good story. I can really relate to that, especially women and people of color when they reach out. Because we do talk about, you know, especially as I am a woman of color, we will dive into sometimes how these issues specifically not just affect women, but women of color. And people will, like, reach out and mm-hmm. they'll let us know. They're hearing us and they're feeling it. And people are hearing their thoughts and stories, like, validated. Or hearing another perspective that they hadn't thought of. And it doesn't always have to be some super serious thought piece. Like, it's just validating, like, people not to be seeing because for so long there were just very few ways... That you could see yourself mm. reflected back to mm-hmm. you in the media. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the other reason why I like continuing to do it. Um, in addition to what Katie said, that it is another way that we can continue to be a part of, like, in our own small way, shifting the paradigm of voices that are out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, we get a chance to, like, both be. Thoughtful and intelligent But also at the same time Like really silly And funny if we want And like Mm -hmm. Crack
4: jokes about The Backstreet Boys And The Bachelor And (laughs) that's fine too Yeah Yeah. It was just the spectrum Of humanity right Yeah I feel like people People and Especially women Have to like Get you are like You're the serious one Or you're the funny one Mm -hmm. Or you're the sexy one And we're like which is going kind to of be like all other things than doing rose and like hang out. And yeah. like, that's yeah. the
3: real spectrum of. Well, I think about humanity. the Golden Girls. Yeah. Or Girlfriends or Sex and the Girlfriends? City. Girlfriends is um the Tracy Ellis Ross. Before Um, she was on, before she was on Blackish, she had a show. They did an episode. Did you see? Yeah, yeah. Um, And it it was like a Sex in the City, but for black women in LA. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, It was Sex
4: (laughs) in the City for black women. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and you know, I think that for shows like that or television, you have to sort of segment women, but really. They are representing all, like, I'm all of those women mm-hmm. uh, in certain ways to certain degrees and certain percentages on any given day. Yeah. But, and so you're right. There's a, there's a, mul- this is random, random thought, but I went to a, a breathing workshop a couple weeks ago and got, was, was early. So I like hung around and ended up at this random, oh, uh, I'm going to forget the name of the place, but it's a place where you can make your own perfume. And I Ooh. like you, like, smell different, and you get the base, and then you, like, figure it out, and you make your own perfume. I'm wearing it right now, and you can name it then. And most people, like, name it their name. And I was like, multitude. Because hmm. he was like, you can have nine letters, and I was like, multitude. And he was like, "What? Oh, I've it. never. Nobody's ever used that." And I'm like, "Yeah." And now you got to me. release
1: that under the Teaching Artistry right label. Yeah, yeah. Altitude. I want to do the label <laughs> and just do
4: desire, just so I can do the commercial in the ball guy Desire, love, breath, world, cookies, <laughs> cookie, lingerie,
3: mules, rose mules. <laughs> -hmm. Right
4: (laughs) between. Yes, that's the
1: tagline of this podcast right here. (laughs) Mules. So uh, that's it for part one of episode thirteen, winos. But don't worry, special guest Courtney Body will be back next week with the second part of this episode, in which we'll be talking all things arts education. Until then, babes.
0: Thank you for listening to episode 26, Act 1 of Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Boddy, a rosé by any other name. Join us next time for Act 2. Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body is edited and produced by Ben Weber. Christopher Totten is the creative content manager. Brandon Hutchinson is the media arts coordinator. Jonah Waldman wrote and performed the theme song. Tim Palin designed the logo. Visit us at www.teachingartistry.org. Follow us on Twitter at TA underscore artistry and on Instagram at Teaching Artistry with CJB. Like our page on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share this podcast with all the teaching artists in your life.
2: Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. 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 now.